Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Wildest Podcast, a weekly personal development podcast in 10 minutes or less. My name is Jandra Sutton, and I'm an author, entrepreneur, and speaker based in Nashville, Tennessee. If you're new to the podcast, I'm so glad to have you here with me today. And if you're a longtime listener, as always, welcome back. My goal is to help you get more out of life. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a moment to thank each and every one of our listeners. When I decided to relaunch The Wildest Podcast two months ago, I was incredibly nervous about putting myself out there again and trying to grow a podcast from scratch, and y'all have just blown me away. Only seven episodes later, we've already passed 1,000 downloads in less than two months, and that number continues to climb week after week. So to everyone who has listened, who has shared episodes with friends, subscribed, reviewed, or just tuned in for a few minutes, thank you. This podcast wouldn't be possible without you. Emotional outpouring of love aside, I gotta be honest, I am both excited and nervous for this week's episode of the podcast because we're going to be talking about something that both thrills and terrifies me, which is taking risks. Now, I've spent a lot of time sharing about my own journey with fear and anxiety on this podcast and on my social media accounts. And if you check out my Instagram bio, it says chasing fear instead of running from it, because that's really the energy I'm trying to embody during this stage of my life. But while it might sound like I'm someone who has always struggled with anxiety, it's actually only been something I've dealt with for the last eight years or so. In reality, I used to be pretty fearless. I was always a fairly quiet kid growing up, but I was very confident in who I was and what I wanted to do with my life. I understood that in order to get what I wanted, I needed to be willing to take risks, and I had basically developed what I now call my why not philosophy to life without even realizing it. If I wanted to try something new, if I wanted to take a risk or step outside my comfort zone, I would essentially shrug my shoulders and do it, because why not? I didn't have any reason to be afraid or anxious, at least not at the time, and I loved trying new things. My friends and I would say that we were always down for an adventure, and by the time I graduated college and decided to go to grad school abroad, that adventurous and fearless spirit had really become a core part of who I was as a person. I mean, I was the girl who got into an unmarked white van with two strange men who offered me a ride back to campus after hurting my ankle. I mean, in hindsight, I know that's not so much fearless as it is stupid, but it's just one example, albeit an extreme one, of how fearless and even borderline reckless I used to be. So what changed? Honestly, I think that there are two things that happened. The first was very natural. After finishing grad school, my visa expired and I wasn't able to find a job that would allow me to stay in England. So I moved back to my hometown to live with my parents. I started applying for jobs literally all over the world. I applied for 347 jobs within a single calendar year before I finally got one because yes, I kept a list. But while I felt like I was waiting for this next phase of my life to begin, my ability to take risks started to dwindle, and it made sense. I was back in my hometown, I was back where everything was the same and comfortable and expected, which means I wasn't taking risks as much as I used to be. As a result, my comfort zone, and with it my ability to take risks, began to constrict. Just like a muscle that grows weaker with disuse, your ability to take risks can atrophy over time if you aren't actively trying to take more risks. When I was living in England, I was doing new things, taking risks, and stepping outside of my comfort zone on an almost daily basis. So it's understandable that moving back home and falling back into those old patterns would almost cause something like a regression. I did assume that it would get better as soon as I moved out, but as we all know, life had other plans. Soon after I moved to Nashville and finally felt like I was regaining some of the momentum that I'd lost over the past year, I had a bad reaction to medication that left me with debilitating panic attacks. During this time, I was also really struggling with my OCD, which left me anxious and terrified 24-7, so much so that I could barely function. It felt like I went from being fearless to being afraid of my own shadow overnight, and I didn't know what to do. 
I started trying everything I could just to get back to quote unquote normal from signing up to hot yoga to giving up caffeine for several years. I tried different therapists. I read books on mindfulness. I experimented with meditation. I went on and off different medications with the help of my doctor, but nothing seemed to work. In hindsight, I realized I was basically looking for a magic wand that would help me regain the sense of confidence, of fearlessness that I felt I'd lost. And my inability to take risks or to step outside my comfort zone left me worried that I'd never be able to do the things that I wanted to do with my life simply because I was too terrified. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. While I thought my ability to take risks was almost like a personality trait of sorts, something that I'd lost that I was worried I wouldn't be able to get back. It was actually more like a skill that I developed over the years. And as with most skills, it's not something that suddenly appears on command. It takes practice. I realized that if I wanted to be able to take risks again, I needed to be able to relearn that life skill. Just like, I don't know, playing the piano, I wasn't going to be able to sit down and play the same way I could as I was when I was practicing for hours every single day. So why was I expecting that my ability to take risks, to step outside my comfort zone, would be any different? Now, there are two ways you can start relearning how to take risks. You can start small, tiptoeing outside of your comfort zone in tiny ways over a longer period of time, or you can jump right in and just take a massive risk. While I don't think that there's a right or a wrong way to do it, it's really about doing what's best for you and your personality and your situation. I do think that there are benefits to starting small and building from there. Think of it like going to the gym. Strength doesn't happen overnight. And even if you were to go to the gym and push yourself beyond your limits, essentially going from zero to 100, you're opening yourself up for a few potential problems. One, your muscles aren't going to explode and be incredibly strong overnight. Two, you could get hurt, especially if you go too hard too fast. But three, let's say that you don't get hurt. Let's say you manage to keep up the intensity and push through any soreness or pain that you might experience. How long can you keep that up? And is it sustainable over the long term? Personally, while I understand the appeal of ripping off the Band-Aid when it comes to risk-taking, of jumping into the deep end right off the bat, I think it also comes with the potential for backlash that makes it a little bit less appealing, in my opinion. Instead, when I decided to relearn how to take risks, I started small. I picked random things of varying size and importance and told myself that I was flexing those muscles, those risk-taking abilities that had long since atrophied. Some of the things that I tried were silly and seemingly insignificant, like going to a different grocery store than I used to or switching up my daily routine. And others were a little more scary, like when I finally plucked up the courage to chop off my hair. The important thing to remember is that none of these things happened overnight. Even though I did decide to cut my hair off on a whim, this happened after months of learning how to take risks and experiment with my hair. I'd already bleached it platinum and dyed it lavender, and I was constantly reminding myself that it's just hair and it would grow back. It took a lot of time and a lot of patience with myself, and even though I've spent years doing this, it's still difficult for me to step outside of my comfort zone sometimes. Because taking risks is a practice, which means it's ongoing. It's a journey, not just a destination, so there are going to be times when it's easier and times when it's more difficult. You just need to be gentle with yourself and focus on finding things that help move you forward. For me, it goes back to that why not philosophy that I mentioned earlier. If I want to do something that's outside of my comfort zone, I actually ask myself the question, why not? Sometimes, sure, there are plenty of reasons why not. When I published my first book, I had a laundry list of reasons why not, from being terrified that people would hate it or hate me to being concerned that it would hurt my writing career over the long term. But like I always say, it's easy to dwell on all of the bad things that might happen, but you have to remember that good things can happen too. 
you have to learn to focus on the positive reasons, the motivating responses to the question, why not, instead of allowing the negative ones control your life and your choices. Like we talked about on the last episode of the podcast, it's not about eliminating the things that you're afraid of, of getting rid of your fear entirely. It's about learning how to move through it. It takes time and practice, but it is possible. You just have to keep working at it. Now, that is all we have time for in today's episode of The Wildest Podcast. As always, if you want to talk more about this subject, you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Janderly. My DMs are always open. And you can join the Wildest community by heading over to janderly.com wildest to sign up for our newsletter. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and please leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Wildest Podcast. And as usual, keep working, keep striving, but don't forget to take a break if you need one. Talk soon. What does perfect even mean? Is there even such a thing?